Today is the last sermon in this series, and today it's called Casting Shadows. You know, we've been talking about uh, shadows and sort of dealing with fear and anxiety. We've been talking about uh, how do we wrestle through things like worry and fear. And today, as we wrap it up, I want to sort of help you maybe have an experience that will be something that you can carry with you, not just, you know, this week, but maybe the rest of your life. Because one way or the other, there's going to be something that's going to pop up that's going to try to cast a shadow in your life. It could be sin. It could be your past. It could be, um, you know, memories and things like that that will come back to your heart and your mind and will try to cast a shadow on all that God has done or wants to do in your life. And you're going to have to make a decision. You're going to have to make a choice. We can allow these things to dominate our hearts and our minds. And, and you know, we talked about before renewing your mind. Um, sometimes we need to go back to a passage like Philippians chapter 4, verse number 8. You know, we, we used to live in the whatever generation. You all remember that, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. And some of your teenagers may still say whatever, whatever, whatever. But, um, but you know, the Bible also has a whatever. It's Philippians 4, 8. It says, whatever is pure. Whatever is true, whatever is just, whatever is of good report, if there's anything excellent, if there's any word, anything worthy of praise, then think on those things. Instead of thinking about all the other whatevers, why not think about the whatevers that are true, whatever is just, whatever is pure. Let your mind be saturated on those things. And so today, and is there any way we can turn that projector on, or is it just not working? It's, it's gone? Okay. So I'm going to have to look here. So it's back to my glasses off. So let's look in 1 Peter chapter 5. And y'all can see those verses because I can't see them there. So humble yourselves under the mighty power of God. And at the right time, he will lift you up in honor. Give all your worries and cares to God for he cares for you. Stay alert. Okay, that's, that's how it's meant to be read. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. Remember that your family of believers all over the world is going through the same kind of suffering you are. I've uh, highlighted a few things here, and we'll try to talk about these and move through them quickly. But the first thing there that you see in yellow is humble. One of the great challenges for us sometimes is whenever we're going through something, we tend to just want to internalize it, or maybe we might act like it's not a problem, or we may feel like well, we're the only ones that are going through something. And the reason we may feel like we're the only ones going through something is because we haven't actually talked to, it, talked to anyone else about it, and, and that's because of pride. And, and so for you or for myself to get some of the help that we need in dealing with shadows or struggles or issues or problems or whatever you want to call them, you're going to have to humble yourself. You're going to have to perhaps seek some help. You're going to have to ask God, number one, but then you may have to ask someone else. And so I want to encourage you that if you are struggling with anything, that you would humble yourself and ask for the help that you need. And sometimes you may cry out to God and you may say, God, I really need some help. And then God brings someone to you and you're like, oh, I didn't mean them. 
Can I get some other help, right? <laughs> it's like, you know, isn't it funny how God will send you that person, not that you want, but what you need? And sometimes we're like, well, I didn't need that much help. Well, you may not know what you need. This is why you're praying. So trust yourself to a God who knows what you need. Humble yourself before the Lord. And it says, under His mighty power, right? Sometimes we don't want to humble ourselves because we feel like, oh, well, I'm putting myself under someone else. No, you need to remember you're already under God. And any time that we ignore who and how God is trying to work in our lives, we're trying to exalt ourselves above God. And we're saying, oh, no, I'm going to make these decisions. And God's like, no, you were praying to me. Let me make these decisions. Stay humble. And then it says this, give your worries and cares to God, for he cares for you. Give these things to God because he cares for you. Some of you feel like that God has given all these things to you because he doesn't care about you. And that's not true. God is not the author of evil. God has not given you something, okay, that is sinful. So any temptation, any struggle, anything that comes your way that is trying to cause you or prevent you from God's good in your life, it is not from God. And so God is saying, give these things to me because I really do care for you. It's, it's kind of funny to me, you know, sometimes, and, and you've probably heard this from your children. Your children are like, oh, you don't love me. Really? I don't love you. This is why I tolerate you talking to me that way, right? Right? Oh, you don't know how much I love you. <laughs> no, I love you a lot, right? But you see, we get that attitude with God sometimes. And, and, and we're like, God, you don't love me. And God's like, really? Really? Let me take you back to the cross. Let me take you back a couple thousand years. And let me show you what I allowed my son to go through for you. And you think I don't love you? And the Bible says this, that he who did not spare his own son, right? If God didn't spare his own son some of these things, why do we think God should spare us? It's not because God doesn't love us, but it is because God has a greater good. God is trying to accomplish something through us and in us. So then he goes through and he gives us these three things that I'll point out to you right here. The first one is this, stay focused. Stay focused. Anytime there's something that's coming to try to cause a shadow of doubt in your mind, in your heart, anytime there's something that is, is resurrecting from the dead, you know, these things that pop up again in our lives, and, and it's all to distract us. It is to prevent us from the goal that God has for us. He tells us in this verse, he says, stay alert, stay focused, be careful where you focus. Because where you focus is where you're going to end up. Just try driving down the road and focus on something different. You know, isn't it amazing? I mean, it's like I'm driving and I can drop something over here. And I didn't move, I didn't move my hands. I just moved my head. But because I moved my head, my body moved with me, right? And because of that, I can veer off. I mean, just a little bit, but that little bit can lead me over the edge. A single distraction. And you think, oh, it's not, it's not that big a deal. It is a big deal. Stay focused because the enemy, listen, if the, if, 
If the enemy knows your weaknesses, you need to know them too. Don't pretend like you don't have a blind spot. Don't, this, this is why we even have these mirrors now, right? I was down in Florida this week. I got to drive a fancy car that had those beep, beep things on the side, on the, on the, on the side view mirrors, you know? I didn't even, I was like, what is that thing telling me? I don't even know. Because it seemed like there wasn't a car around me at all. And it's going off. And so, but it's like making me aware. And some of you, Holy Spirit will be going beep, beep. And you're like, I don't see anything. Well, you don't have to see it. He sees it. That's why you have a warning. Okay? Because there's something you don't see. So let God's Spirit work in you and get your attention. Stay focused. Let me ask you this. What's temporal and what's eternal? Is your focus on temporal things? Because one thing's for sure. There were some problems that you had when you were 16 years old that you thought was going to end the world. And you know what? 17 came. (laughs) 20 came. And the world didn't end. And some of the things that you think are such a big deal right now, it's going to pass too. You just got to stay focused. You just got to stay faithful. All the stuff that seems like such a big deal right now, I promise you, there is life after high school. There's life after college. There's life after 30. There's life after 40. There's life after 50. Praise God. Right? And for those of you who are beyond that, you're saying the same thing. There's life after 60. There's life after 70. And we're not going to stop. Amen? Because there is something that's greater. And so we endure certain things because we know this too shall pass. So don't get so focused on something that you know is going to pass. And sometimes, let's be honest. Let's be brutally honest here. Some of us like the storm. Some of us like, oh, this drama. It's crazy. It's crazy. Right? Y'all remember Animal from uh, the Muppets? Animal! Animal! Right? <laughs> Some people like that. You know, the drummer, oh, Animal! Animal! Listen. <laughs> temporal. Don't focus on all the temporal. Don't focus on trying to keep everything stirred up and going and going and going because, you know, what's happening is this, is that when we are doing all of that, we are causing other people to look at us and not at Jesus. The best thing we can do when a storm is going on is pray. And there's nothing wrong with asking other people to pray. But sometimes your best testimony is being still in the storm. Being still in the storm. Not running around frantic and crazy. Some, listen, there's a time whenever, whenever a hurricane's coming through, and some of y'all been through Hurricane Andrew and others, you know, down in Florida and, and even in uh, Panama City Beach and all this kind of stuff. There's a time when the emergency services says, stay in your house. And you got some people that just, what? Huh? There's a storm? Oh, yeah. Let's go out in it. Let's go. Let's go ride that wave. Let's go ride that wave, right? And it's like, are you kidding me? They just said stay inside. And some people, right, when God says be still, 
and know that I am God. What? What? No, I can't be still. I can't know he's God because all this is going on around me. Be still. Be still. God says to stop sometimes. Some people who are worried about money. You're so worried about where the next thing's coming from. You know, paycheck to paycheck. And I get it. I've had to live like that before. But you still need to live like that because you're trusting God with everything, right? It's not dependent on your paycheck. It's depending on His hand of provision. Don't be more concerned about your income than your outcome. Because sometimes God may allow a financial struggle in your life just to see what you're made of. Are you made of money? You more concerned about the money? You know, you remember back when, when we had the financial crisis, back whenever it was? I, I've always had a crisis, so. <laughs> I don't know when that one happened for you, but, but when it happened for most of the people and everything just like evaporated overnight, there were so many people who were in a frenzy. You know why? Because their security was in their money. Don't be more concerned about your income than your outcome. Sometimes God will allow you to go through the fire just to burn away the dross. We have to be willing to go through the fire sometimes. It's not because God is mad or bad or ugly. It's not because God doesn't care. It's because God cares more about the outcome of your life. And sometimes you don't have anything to share about God's goodness in your life because you've never had to depend upon God's goodness. You've always been depending on your own. So God may allow some challenges in your life so that your outcome will show that you've overcome. Everybody wants a testimony, but you don't want to test. Right? Everybody, oh, I wish I could have a testimony like that. Really? You want to go through five or ten years of suffering and pain? You see, yeah, be careful what you ask for. So many people who want a platform. Oh, really? Let me just tell you. The overnight successes, you know, those people who, you know, they're one-hit wonders, you know, they kinda, they're here and they're gone. But these people who have overnight success, you know what? It's not overnight. Nothing's overnight. You have years and years and years of laboring on an album. That's why the second one's usually not good. Because they spent years putting the first one together and they spent days putting the second one together. You see, everybody wants a testimony. But do you... Are you willing to go through the tests? There are some things in life that you cannot go around. You must go through. People are wondering, you know, why did, why did God bring the children of Israel to the Red Sea? I mean, why not take them some other way? Because God was like, I don't want to take you around a problem. I'm going to take you through it. You see, you're surrounded by all of these things all around you. And you, you feel like, oh, man, we're going down. And if God doesn't move now, we're all dead. That's right. God wants us in position sometimes where if He doesn't move, we have no other choice but to trust Him. But what did He tell Moses? He said, be still and see the salvation of the Lord. You see, God will bring us to these places where there is no other hope, there is no other answer but Himself. And so we must go through it. Don't become so fearful of a shadow that can't hurt you. I remember when I was younger and would go into my grandfather's uh, room and at night I, when I was scared, I would go in there and 
I'm laying there in bed and I'm thinking, man, you know, I'm so scared. And then I would look up and I'd see these trees and the shadows moving in the house looked like these arms were coming down. And I was like, I cannot close my eyes because I can't stop looking at these arms that are going to grab me, right? And I was so fearful of a shadow that couldn't hurt me. And that's what a shadow does. A shadow just wants to scare you. It has no power over you. It has no ability to do anything. But Satan will try to bring these shadows into your life that you feel like are just going to grab you and you can't stop looking at it, but you've got to realize it can't hurt you. It can't do anything to you. Nothing that comes into our lives, nothing is there that doesn't pass through God's hands first. And anything that comes to us, we have to trust that God knows what he's doing. The other day I was watching uh, some football replays. Many of you know, I'm a Patriots fan. <laughs> Go Pats. Right. Yeah, somebody's got to be. I will proudly be that one to the end. But, um, but you know, one of the things about uh, watching some football, sometimes I don't get to always watch the game. And so I can be scrolling through, you know, and maybe ESPN is on or something. And so they'll have there on the bottom line, right, the ticker, right, the ticker, 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 ticker. And, and, and it shows me who won. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Oh, my team won. But... When I flip back to ESPN, you know what they're going to do? They're going to replay it for me. They're going to show me how they won. And so even though I know the score, I still like watching the play. I still like watching every one of those touchdowns. And even though there are times when they might turn the ball over, or there might be a fumble or an interception or a missed field goal, and I might cringe for a moment, I remember I already saw the score. <laughs> we win. <laughs> right? And you see, what you've got to remember is that you win in the end. You already know the score. And this is just about going through the motions. You're just going through it. God already sees it. He already knows how it ends. And so you have nothing to fear. Just, just keep trusting. Number two, stand firm. Y'all were like, oh, that was just number one. Yeah. <laughs> Number two, stand firm, okay? That passage, all right? Look at what it says again. Let me find it. He says, stay alert, watch out for your great enemy, the devil, because he prowls like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. So stand firm against him. Stand firm against him. I think it's interesting that it, Peter says, the devil is like a lion. What you need to remember is like a lion does not mean he is a lion. Okay? And he might roar, but compared to the Lord's roar, it's a meow. Right? Have you ever, have you ever had these, you know, you ever made like hand shadows? You see, that's what I imagine Satan doing. Because he's just a shadow. He's trying to look like a lion, and he may have his roar, right? And he's holding up these hand shadows at everybody. And you know what the Christians do? They fear and they tremble. But look, he's just a hand shadow like a lion. He's not a lion. He's just lion. <laughs> he's just lion. All right? 
So stand firm. How and why can you stand firm? Because you were once dead because of your sins, and because of your sinful nature was not yet cut away. Then God made you alive with Christ, for he forgave all our sins. You might want to circle that, highlight it, star it, you know, whatever you want to do, jazz fingers it, whatever. Okay, he canceled the record of our charges against us and took it away. Look at that, by nailing it to the cross. In this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities, and he shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. I highlighted that part there where it says it, he disarmed them. He disarmed them. In just a little bit, we're going to have the sheriff's department show up here. They're here, and um, and we're going to have a uh, we're going to have some active shooter training in just a little bit. But this is one of the things that we need to be aware of. You see, when we have this kind of event happen, all right. The, the purpose of police and sheriff and all of this is to take down the suspect, to take down the person that we are afraid of. And these person or persons may come at us with all kinds of weaponry. Satan has his weapons, and he is well fortified and ready to attack you as a roaring lion, it says. But, but look at what this passage says. It says, Jesus has already disarmed him. He's already disarmed him. It's like someone coming in with a weapon, but no bullets. <laughs> if somebody came in and you knew that gun was not loaded, are you going to be afraid? That's right. You're going to take them down. Because you know there's nothing in the gun. There's no ammunition. He has nothing that he can use against you. So you don't have to be afraid. God has already disarmed the enemy. But listen to this. The enemy has no ammunition except what you give him. So quit giving him stuff to work with. This is why you don't want to sin. Because when you sin, you give him ammunition. When you choose to ignore God, you're giving the enemy ammunition. You're giving him things to fire back at you. You're giving him things to fire back at other Christians because, my goodness, how many Christians are caught, or how many people are judging other Christians by what one Christian has done poorly? And everybody's firing those same bullets back at us, right? Because they're saying, oh, all Christians are the same. And we're not. And so we've got to realize that the enemy has been disarmed. And so we don't have to be afraid. There's a lot of talk about buyback programs, but I wanted you to know that Jesus has already bought us back. Right? And so we don't have to be afraid. We don't have to fear the shadows. We have been bought back. Lastly, you have to have a strong faith. Stay focused. Stand firm with a strong faith. Because I can promise you this, it is going to get harder. It is going to get tougher to be a Christian. And if your faith is not strong, if you are weak in your faith, it's going to be even more difficult. The Bible tells us that in the last days there will be people who will abandon the faith. There will be people who will walk away from following Jesus. There will be people who will deny that God exists 
And the Bible says this. Be strong in your faith. Remember that your family of believers all over the world is going through the same kind of suffering you are. I think, really, this letter should be written to, to other people, right? But what's so sad is that there are so many people around the world who are already going through tremendous suffering. It's like we don't, we don't have a clue what suffering for Jesus really is all about. And here it is. We're being encouraged by their faith. What would it be like for somebody to be encouraged by your faith? What would it be like for, for somebody to look at you and say, man, I don't even know who they are, but I've seen what they've been going through. Man, what a testimony to God. How they have handled this situation. They have been above reproach. They have been doing what the scriptures teach us, and that is to trust God, to love the Lord with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to keep their faith until the end. You see, we need to take encouragement and be challenged by this. Because there are people around the world who today don't have a comfortable auditorium to sit in. They don't have a full Bible in their language, much less on a tablet or a phone to read it. They don't have carpeted floors and air-conditioned buildings. In a couple of weeks, uh, or actually a week from tomorrow, Jennifer and Tony and myself will be going to Kenya. And uh, Kenya's a developed area, the, the city where we're going to be in, but, but, you know, there are a lot of places near there that are severely underdeveloped. And we're probably going to see some people that are not going to have shoes on their feet. We're going to see some people that are not going to have nice houses like we have. And unfortunately, we're going to see a bunch of people who love Jesus so much more than what we do here in America. And, you know, it should be a challenge to us that whenever we have some kind of shadow or some kind of storm that pops up in our lives, we need to remember it's temporal. We need to keep our focus on what's really important. And, you know, when you go on a mission trip and you see people in places like this, it does remind you what really matters. When we hear stories about people who are being imprisoned because of their faith in Jesus... That really, literally, Christians are being imprisoned and persecuted and killed because of their faith in Jesus. And I hope that if that time ever comes for me, and I'm trusting that God would give each and every one of us the grace that we need to stand strong. The only way to make sure that when that day comes is that you stand strong now. You stay strong now. You know, you don't, you don't exercise one day and expect to get like Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? Doesn't happen overnight. You got to do it every day. It's an everyday workout. And if you want to be strong at the end, you got to be getting strong now. Be developing your muscles now. Be working out now. There was a severe hailstorm that came through a Midwest town. And when this storm came through, it was literally like golf ball size pieces of hail that were falling down, damaging cars and smashing roofs and windows on cars, you know, and there was this chicken coop. And this chicken coop was bombarded with these pieces of hail. And when it did, of course, several chickens died. But in the morning, there was a rustle underneath the remnants and the rubble of all this mess. And emerging from this chicken coop was 
one rooster. And when he emerged from that, he shook himself off, and he looked at the sun, and he said, <laughs> You know, let me, let me translate what that means for you. The sun is risen. The sun is risen. It doesn't matter what went on last night. The sun is risen. It doesn't matter what happened last week. The sun is risen. And it doesn't matter what hell is going on in your life. The sun is risen. So don't be a chicken. <sighs> be a rooster. Because every rooster knows that the sun is risen. So this is what we're going to do. The band is going to come up and you all have a piece of paper. And on this piece of paper, we're going to give you a chance to write down some of the things that may be shadows in your life. Some of the things that have maybe caused you stress or struggle. And then we're going to do what that verse tells us to do. Cast all your cares on him. I think it's interesting that Peter is writing this passage because what was Peter before he was a follower of Jesus? He was a fisherman. And what do fishermen do? They cast they cast their nets. They cast their lines. What does it mean to cast? It means to throw it as far away from you as you can. And so we're going to do that here in a second. And I'm going to invite you after you write down your shadows. You see, what's on that paper is either going to cast a shadow or you can cast the shadow. It's up to you. You don't have to hold on to it. You can let it go, but you got to let it go. you got to throw it away from you. And so during this time of invitation, I'm going to invite you to come up and uh, don't throw it at these people, but, but I do. I want you to throw it across this stage. Because the idea is for us to say, God, I trust you, and I'm going to cast this care on you because you care for me. Don't let this cast a shadow on my life. I'm going to cast this shadow from my life. And I'm going to trust you with it from this time forward. And so you take a few moments. And you reflect. God, have I been staying focused? Am I standing firm? How strong is my faith? Because I want to trust you. So during this time, you move as the Spirit moves you. You can come up and maybe just stand on this near this first row. But I want you to literally throw it because I want you to get that idea that I am casting it from me. And now it's on the Lord. It's all on Him. I'm going to trust Him with this because He cares for me. Father God, we thank you that you care so deeply for us.
Help us to be like this rooster and acknowledge that the sun is risen. Because the sun is risen, there is light. God is light, and in Him there is no shadow of turning. Thank you for your great love. In Jesus' name.